This is an SM Media production. Hi everyone and welcome to the 10th episode of The Sat Down right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPike, I'm the host, delighted to be here again. This week I'm joined by the current Livingston right back, former Air United Walsall man, and as Mark Roberts says, the best signing he ever made as a manager, Nicky Devlin. Nicky, thanks very much for coming on the show, mate. Pleasure to have you on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Delighted um, right, to come on. How you been? You all right? Yeah, all good. All good. Can't complain. Um, still being able to play football. So, uh, yeah, can't complain too much. How delighted are you just to have the football back? Yeah, listen, it's obviously it's strange times for everybody. But, you know, I mean, we're kind of in a privileged position where we get to do our job we we still get to go and play so um hard for maybe us to to moan too much about about things um because obviously there's a lot of people kind of a lot worse off than us just now so um yeah i'm just kind of delighted that we've got games and we're able to play mm-hmm. it was you it was a kind of maybe a great year for you you were maybe getting married so what's kind of happening there <laughs> Yeah, well, it's obviously been postponed um, until next year, um, which wasn't ideal. But I mean, we kind of we could have got other dates, but it was during the season. I don't want to um, have to tell tell the missus that you know. I mean, I've got Rangers or Celtic on a Sunday or whenever it was um, instead of getting married. So uh, yeah, we're provisionally booked for next year. So fingers crossed, everything will be. I think it'll be okay by then, but listen, you know, you never know. But I wouldn't hear hoping. Uh, as well as that, like I'm just kind of what to ask them. Like, what's the big kind of takeaway for like playing with no fans and things like that? What's the hardest thing from the current situation? Um, it, it's hard because I think when the game starts, I've not I've not really noticed it. Um, I think once you kind of get playing and stuff, you're kind of in that in that zone that you know, I mean, you're you're just concentrating on the game. Uh, maybe when the ball goes ball goes dead or there's somebody down getting treatment usually maybe with a bit of interaction with, with the fans maybe giving you if it's giving you stick or whatever or kind of um, encouraging you you maybe miss that but when the game's actually getting played I've not really to, to say I've not noticed it it's just because you're so focused in the game usually um, it's it's just something that I've kind of been able, to, been able to deal with uh, I think it's probably not been easy for a lot of players but to be fair, it's something I think I've I've been able to deal with okay. Brilliant. We'll make a wee start just on your kind of early years, like growing up. Where did you grow up, Nicky? Uh, I was always Bishop Briggs, Bishop Briggs in Glasgow. Um, that's where I've been uh, from a wee boy. Yeah, I'm only kind of moved house once, to be fair. Um, always been Bishop Briggs. Uh, never kind of never kind of moved away from here. And what was kind of family life like? Like in school as well. How was how were you as a youngster? Yeah, I was all right. I thought Kate well behaved and stuff like that. I don't think I was um wasn't too bad. Um but no, I was listening, I had a kinda really good upbringing. Yeah, mum and dad looked after me kinda me and my wee brother really really, really well. So um, I could kinda not have any no complaints, but I mean they gave us kinda everything and the platform to kinda to go and play football as much as much as we did and um I mean, they're a big kind of reason why I'm probably where, where I've got to today so far. Definitely. And who were your kind of heroes when you were growing up? And like, what, were your, what team did you follow when you were young? Um, heroes growing up? 
Not too sure. I'd, I'd probably say Larson. All my family are Celtic, to be fair. So, um, you know, I mean, he was obviously one of the kind of main main players at the time when I was uh, when I was kind of younger. So, um, yeah, I'd probably I'd probably say him. But to be fair, my dad's a big Man United fan as well. So I kind of watched a lot of Man United when I was um, when I was growing up. Um, so listen, between kind of Man United and Celtic, that was kind of the two main two main teams that my dad kind of followed. Mm-hmm. And where did you kind of start playing football? Um, to be fair, just from when I, I don't know, when you can just remember yourself kind of starting to play. You know, I mean, I, I remember obviously like my first boys club was West Park United. Um, just in Bishop Briggs, that was it. That was the first team I played for. So probably that's the maybe the earliest memories I've got um, of playing. Kind of used to play was it four or five games you would play on a on a Saturday morning. Um, anywhere about fifteen minute matches or something like that. So, um, yeah, that's kind of playing for West Park uh, was the kind of earliest memories I've got. Really, what position did you start at? Yeah, I was actually a midfielder to be fair to begin with. Um, as I got older, I've kind of got further further back. I think when managers have maybe realised more that good anymore. I'm uh, getting further and further back the pitch. So, um, no, but I started off as a, a midfielder, um, and then. When I was kind of a youth at Hamilton, uh, under thirteens, under fourteens, and um, that's when I kind of moved to the, to the right back. Uh, then and I've just been right back ever since. Brilliant. And who can I scouted you for Hamilton when you were coming through? Like who? How did yeah, that come I'm about? Not, I know the <clears throat> head of youth at the times I called. Uh, I'm sure John Bean, his name was. Right. Uh, and that's who I went there under uh, under kind of him, uh, and then I was there for three or four years um, and then dropped back down to, to boys club and, and played for Dunchapel Amateurs for a few years um, and then kind of moved on from there to, to Dumbarton but I really liked Hamilton I made a lot of good friends in that Hamilton was a good club um, and obviously they, they've got a kind of very good youth set, uh, set up that they kind of usually produce a lot of players coming through so um, no, I really enjoyed my time there as well. And you say like, you say it as a really good youth development, like you, the kind of examples like McCarthy and McCarthy, they were the two kind of big ones that went through. Was there a few kind of players playing alongside you that went on to do pretty well for that youth development? Um, from that team, uh, Ziggy Gordon, who mm-hmm. eventually became captain at Hamilton, he was yeah. also, he was captain of the, the youth setup. Uh, well, the, my, the youth team I was in. Um, what Ross Barber, who... Played kind of uh, quite a few times for Kilmarnock and stuff and that as right. well. Um, so no, there was there was a couple of us. A lot, a lot of the boys are still playing kind of a good level junior. Um, but no, we had a we had a decent side to be fair. They always Hamilton always kind of do. They always one of the ones that can can give Celtic and Rangers and stuff like that a, a good game at that level because a lot of the time Celtic and Rangers youth teams are. I mean. A lot of times, similar to the first team, they're just far superior, to be honest. Um, but we were always one that can kind of, they kind of held their own against them. So, um, no, it was it was good the, the three or four years I was there. And what was the kind of coaching like in the training? How was how did that kind of yeah, stage well, later on? That was it was good. It was Paul Ronald was the manager, um, oh. who obviously ex pro as well, and um, had a couple of stints at managing and assistant managing just now, kind of junior level. Yeah. Um, and it was really good. It was. We were obviously three times a week, which um, is a lot. Well, it's more than a lot of part-time senior clubs do just now. I think most of the part-time senior clubs are probably twice a week. Yeah. Um, so it was. Listen, it was a big commitment, and that's as I said why it was kind of uh, low 
go a lot to kind of my mum and dad. They were, I mean, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, driving through to Hamilton to sit and watch me train for an hour and a half, two hours. And then on a Sunday, wherever you were playing, um, they would take you there as well. So um, it was it is a big commitment, to be fair. And uh, as I said, three times a week when you're quite young is, is quite a lot. But I think it probably is the best way to, to improve. The more you play, kind of the, the better you get. Definitely. And then when you leave kind of Hamilton, you move on to Dumbarton. And what was, yeah. Did you feel, were you kind of worried like, when you left Hamilton, like you were going to kind of yeah, miss no. out? Uh, no, because when, when I first left uh, Hamilton, I went, to, I went and played with Drum Chapel just for a couple of se- uh, a year and a half. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I was back kind of playing, obviously my dad's uh, the manager of the senior team there, so I was playing in yeah. one of the youth teams. Um, so it was, it was great for me just to be kind of back enjoying playing football again and uh, got that kind of buzz back. And then moving on to Dumbarton, I mean, I went in there with uh, the under-17s at first, but I was only kind of there for maybe a year. And then I'd kind of been moved into kind of train with the first team quite a lot. Um, So no, I was, listen, I I knew that, you know I mean, if if I worked hard and, um, listen, you have to have a bit of luck, but you get a bit of luck as well, then there was a chance that I could could maybe kind of Forced my way back into the senior game, and um, lucky enough, I, I managed to do that. Mm-hmm. And when you go into Dumbarton, Alan Adamson was the manager. All right. Yeah. Uh, at, at first, it was Jim Chapman. So Jim right. Chapman was the manager, and I was in training quite a bit with the first team. And then Jim Chapman actually gave me my debut on the Saturday, and then on the Tuesday he left the club. Okay. So I was kind of uh, obviously make your debut, you're kind of buzzing, you're like, you think you're, no, you don't think you're a footballer, but you're like, I've made my senior, first senior start, I'm only 17, brilliant, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then on the Tuesday, the manager leaves and you're kind of like, well, what, what happens now, you know what I mean? Um, and obviously there was a lot of players maybe had been through that before. I obviously yeah. hadn't, you know what I mean? It was my first, as I said, my first game senior, so I'd never been through a, a change of manager or anything. Um, but yeah, then Alan Adamson came in um, and then I kind of played for almost the majority of that season. I think I played the rest of the season, to be fair, which yeah. was which was great. It made me it kind of got me a lot of games under my belt. Mm-hmm. What was Alan Adamson like as a, a mentor? Yeah, it was, he was good. He kind of he put obviously he put a lot of faith in me because, as I said, I was only seventeen and we weren't. The team wasn't doing great, um, so for him to kind of, especially me being a defender, for for him to kind of put me in and and keep me in the whole season as I said was he obviously showed a lot of faith in me I don't really think he actually took me out um, yeah. I think there was a couple of times that actually I played with Scotland schoolboys on the Friday night and then on the Saturday he just he asked how I was and if I was feeling okay and you know, I mean you're young you're not going to tell first team manager and you're 17 oh no I'm tired so mm-hmm. I would say yeah listen I am fine uh, so a couple of times I actually played on the Friday night and then the Saturday uh, with Dumbarton which listen looking back you probably wasn't the, wasn't the best thing for me but um, as I said at the time you're just kind of like I am fine so he obviously had a lot of faith in me which which obviously stayed, uh, stood me in good stead going forward How good is that psychologically when a manager has a faith in you at that kind of age? Oh I definitely you just, see to be fair at any age if, you, if, if you've got the kind of if you're under the impression the manager likes you then I mean I think it, it makes players go out and play with a lot more confidence um, you, yeah. you, as, as you said you if they've got faith in you, you know that they obviously rate you as a player. Um, they think that you're going to help the team, and it does. It, it does help you definitely when you're going out to play. And um, 
on the Saturday and Tuesday night, whenever it is, uh, you do have a lot, a lot of confidence getting into games, thinking, I mean, if the manager backs me, then you know I mean, I'm, I must be doing something right. Mm-hmm. And when you're in that team, who was the kind of characters in the dressing room? Like, well, kind of mentors um, for you? Yeah, we, we had, well, to be fair, there was quite a few, to be fair, when I first, uh, first signed there. Ryan McStay, obviously, had, um, was really good. He was really good with me as well, kind of, always kind of talking. And he came through, you set up at Falkirk, I'm sure. So, right. I think he kind of understood the kind of maybe the value of young boys coming through. You know what I mean? Because obviously he was in a system that relied on it probably quite heavily. Yeah. Um, obviously, Ben Golden was, uh, Ben Golden was a captain at the time who was, who was brilliant with me. Uh, Andy Gagan, there was, there was quite a few to be fair, they were all, I don't think there was really anyone that didn't help you, uh, yeah. everyone was, was obviously because we weren't in a great position, so, mm-hmm. uh, everyone was kind of trying to, trying to help each other and get the best out of, get the best out of each other, so um, a lot of them kind of took me maybe under the wing and, uh, and just helped me through kind of maybe the difficult times that I was having at times. Mm-hmm. You said it was kind of difficult for Dumbarton. Livingston were kind of running away with the league at that that season. How yeah. good were they? Yeah, they were. Listen, they were obviously they were. I think they were probably the only full time team at the time in League One. So you, listen, it it makes a big difference. It's players that the players are sharper, probably that wee bit quicker. They seem stronger. They move the ball quicker. Everything they just. Being full time obviously helps a lot in that kind of in that respect. Um, and they, they were they were the best team. I think they won it maybe record points or right. they won it record how early they won it or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were they were a really good side, and um, that was them obviously because I think they got relegated to the bottom tier, so they were mm-hmm. working their way back up. Um, and they kind of strolled the second division, then strolled the strolled the first division to go back into the championship. So, uh, yeah, they were a they were a good side to be fair at the time. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you were doing really you were doing really well personally, and a couple of teams are looking at you. Was it was it Motherwell that was did Motherwell always stand out as a team you wanted to go to? Um, well, to be fair, actually during the during the season, I had to get a week. Uh, well, I took a week off school because I went I went down and I was going to sign for Preston. Right. Um, so I was down there for a went down there to train for a week. Uh, Darren Ferguson was the manager at the time. Right, okay. Um, so I would, had been down Monday to Friday, and um, my dad came down on a Friday just to kind of speak to the manager and just to see how I'd done. Um, and he, when I first walked, my dad first walked in to speak to him, he, the first thing he said to my dad was, um, How much do you want? And my dad was kind of taken aback because obviously my dad hadn't heard how I'd done, he would only heard from me. Me kind of saying, I think I've done all right there. I maybe should have done better here. Um, and obviously, Dan Ferguson made it very clear he wanted me to sign there and then. Yeah. Um, and my dad was kind of like, "Well, listen, he's only he's only six, uh, he's only sixteen, or uh, he's only seventeen. So, and he got the road to speak to his mum. I kind of just say, I or sign today, and then have to go home and tell his mum that's him moving out or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that was obviously on the Friday. So, but we had agreed the next Friday. I would travel back down and as long as kind of, not if everything was okay, mom, but you know what I mean? If, if once we had talked everything through, uh, I would go back down the next Friday to sign. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the Saturday, I don't know who pressed my play in the first team and they lost. And on the Sunday, Dan Ferguson gets sacked. Right. Okay. And then that was everything just completely from there, from that on the Monday, they scrapped any kind of, Incomings, outgoings, it was going to be happening. 
Um, it was in roughly about January time to be fair, because I remember when I was down there it was freezing. Um, so it might have been during the kind of the January kind of transfer window. But all transfers got completely scrapped. They weren't anything. It was meant to be incoming or outgoing got stopped. Um, so that obviously kind of kind of fell through. Um, and at the time I was kind of like. Right, thought that was maybe my big, kind of, not big chance, but yeah. good chance to go down, uh, play by a good club in England, um, kind of learn as much as I can down there because they, they had a few Scottish boys at the time playing mm-hmm. for them, um, which would have obviously helped me as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, then with that kind of falling through, Motherwell then came in, um, and then when I spoke to everyone at Motherwell and stuff, it it seemed like a kind of a good club to to play for and. Um, Obviously, they've had a good track record as well of kind yeah. of bringing boys through, which which was obviously a big uh, a big appeal to me. Mm-hmm. And what was the reaction like at Dumbarton when you signed the pre-contract? I think everyone was just kind of delighted for me, to be honest, because obviously I had <clears throat> I hadn't played that many games. I mean, I, I was roughly around about January time, so I think I came in just after my seventeenth. The week after my 17th birthday was my debut. So right. from the end of October to January, that's all I had played at that point. So I'd only played maybe, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 games. Um, so I think everyone was just kind of, was just kind of, as I said, kind of delighted for me that, you know, I mean, I had the chance to go and move on uh, full time. I was still only 17. So there was never any kind of, um, anything from, from Dumbarton's point of view of standing in his way. But, kind of weren't happy or anything like that. I think they were, I mean, even the management team, I think, were, were delighted with me, were delighted for me as well. Mm-hmm. And when you and when you leave that season, like how would you look back in your time at Dumbarton? Was it just a great learning club, just to, as a young boy? Yeah, definitely. Listen, it was, I maybe found myself kind of, and I, I was maybe fortunate that we weren't doing great, because obviously if, if we were doing really well, I might have not found myself... Aye given the opportunity or given the chance, you know what I mean? So maybe the fact that we weren't doing brilliant um, not helped me, but it made me play as much as I did because obviously, as I said, I don't think I missed a game that season once I started playing. Um, and, you know I mean, a lot of the time when young boys come through, they, they're they kind of dipped in and out and given a run of games and taken out for a while. Um, I obviously, because of the position we were in, I, I didn't maybe, I wasn't, that didn't ever happen for me. I had to kind of, play every game which which was brilliant for me you know what I mean it got me a lot of experience got me used to playing uh, first team games regularly on a Saturday so yeah. um, no, I'd kind of look back to my time there it was, it was really good mm-hmm. and what was your kind of first interactions with Stuart McCall he seemed like he, well he came across very very well um, him and Kenny Black he's obviously his assistant yeah. um, came across really really good um, I, my first year um, well when I first went there, I was obviously in with uh, Gordon Young and the youth team, so I obviously dealt a lot more with, uh, with Youngie, um, who was brilliant as well. I uh, really enjoyed working with uh, with Gordon, and uh, but it was just a really good club, to be honest with you. It was a lot of good people behind the scenes. The coaching staff were all really good, always really kind of helpful. They, they wanted the best for you, um, which, listen, you can't really ask for much more than that. Mm-hmm. And you, can I use, you kind of went straight into the under-19s and you were standing out like so firm really early on. Like There was a few injuries. You had a few bad injuries on in the first season. Was it like just a struggle? Yeah, well, to be fair, it was when I first went in, um, I had start, I did start well. Um, and it was uh, training. Uh, was, we were 
uh, I can't really remember what we're doing at training possession or something. And um, I went to kind of stand, uh, step in front of someone. And as I've stepped in someone, uh, front of someone, my, like my knee just, I could just feel my leg kept going, but my knee was meant to be straight. So I'd, I'd, I'd knew straight away because I kind of sprung up in the air after I'd done it. I knew I'd done something bad. Um, and that was me from, that was about the September time. And then that was me until uh, maybe April. Right. Like with that, just that one injury, it was just a, it was just a one injury really. Um, but that obviously kept me out for, I mean, like a long, long time to be fair. Um, and then I only kind of got back playing maybe the last, last kind of month, month of that season, uh, month and a half maybe. Um, so I it was, it was obviously frustrating because I'd went there and I'd, I'd started kind of, I, I felt like I'd started well kind of yeah. with the, with the youth team. Um, and to fair young Ian, uh, Stuart McCord actually told me that he thought I was doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you kind of get that injury and it's just a bit, of a bit of a body blow, to be fair, just because, as I say, you feel like you're, you're making steps forward. Um, but, listen, injuries part and, part and parcel. It's one of the things you kind of, you just got to, you got to deal with, you got to go on with it. Um, how hard does it look psychologically when you've got an injury like that, a big, even a bigger club more than anything? Because... There are so many play. There are there are very little places in the team. Do you know what I mean? Like, how hard is it psychologically? It's definitely hard. Do you know what I mean? It's especially probably being so young because I was only obviously I was only seventeen when I done the injury. Yeah. Um, so you're kind of like you don't really you're obviously new in professional kind of football world anyway. So it's kind of hard to deal with with things like that, but. That's to be fair again, where I'd kind of give Motherwell credit. They didn't really, um, they didn't really let me get down or let me get kind of um, deflated or anything like that. J- JP was a physio and uh, Adam Stokes as well. He was a kind of youth team physio at the time, and, right. and they obviously put me through rehab and um, continually kind of uh, kept kept on at me, kind of keep my spirits up, and um, just kind of reassuring me that I would get back from get back from my injury um, and hopefully get back to the kind of the level I was at. And when I done my injury, uh, Stephen Saunders, he actually snapped his Achilles probably within one or two weeks of me doing my knee. Yeah. So, no, it was gutty for him as well. But I was when I was doing my rehab, everything I was going through, I had someone there with me as well, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, he was going, going through his rehab of a different injury, but... We both knew, like we knew what each other was was experiencing. So, uh, I think that kind of helped in a way as well. As much as listen, I would, I wish he obviously never get injured. Yeah. Um, but um, I think you'd probably probably say the same. It was it was good maybe having someone someone there that was going through the same. Yeah, and when you come back for the injury, are you are you thinking about get, like breaking into the first team? Are you thinking that you'll get that chance? If if at first I was kind of I was just like just try and get games and obviously that's why at the end of that season the youth the under 20s uh, under 19s it was at the time under 19s league had just about finished yeah um, but the, obviously the senior game the professional games were still going so that's why I went on loan I think I, I went on loan and only got the last I think it was six I think it was only six games we played at Stenish Mule the first um, so that was just came to, to go and get games Basically, because obviously I missed it was just to kind of go and get get games again, and I think that's the first thing 
you just think about it. It's just like, am I going to be able to play again? Will I, will I, will I fully recovered? Will I be able to run? Will I be able to do this? Will I be able to do that? So at first, my first thought was just kind of get games again and, and listen, see what, it, see, see what happens, see what it takes you. And when you go and loan to Stenhouse, Muir, like, and you play really well, but you you just miss out in the playoffs. Like, was that was that quite a sore one as well? Because you you kind of commanded your son so well. Yeah, it was hard. Obviously, as you say, we kind of just missed out in the playoffs. But um, no, that it didn't. I wouldn't say. I don't mean it didn't mean as much to me. But obviously, I'd only been there, as I said, for and I played six games. But that was probably in the space of maybe four weeks Aye. maximum, maybe four, two, three, four weeks. So I probably didn't experience as much as well, as much disappointment as probably some of the other boys did. Um, but again, it kind of, it was my first time of being involved maybe at the, the right end of the table, which hopefully kind of, well, it did kind of, again, set me up to hopefully go and do that in my future. Because um, obviously the year before when I'd been playing professional, we were fighting relegation we were just yeah. trying to come above the relegation playoff um, so it was was different kind of atmosphere going in and, and playing for a team that I mean were trying to get promoted and um, which was obviously it was brilliant and as I said we can't we just we did just miss out I think we actually missed out on the last day yeah. um, I think we had to I think we had to beat Forfer and they beat us I think and I actually think that kicked them up I think right. both of us had something to play for in the last day. Um, and obviously, we were trying to make the playoffs. They were, they were, as I'm sure I said, I'm pretty sure if they won, they stayed up, which yeah. obviously had to beat us 2 1, I think, or 2 0. Mm-hmm. And when you, you kind of go back tomorrow, do you go back full of confidence because you've, you go back to kind of fitness and you've, you've played well? You I, you, you, because you, you know you've kind of, or you feel yourself, you've done well. and I think I'd won the Player of the Month award or something for the, or the Young Player of the Month award uh, at Stenhouse. Well, for the league when I was at Stenhouse, so right. I knew I'd, I'd done all right. Um, but one of the, the one of the hard things for me was when I was coming th- or when I was playing at Motherwell. Like that was when Motherwell were absolutely Aye. fine. I think they finished second that year that I was injured because the next year. Um, they had the Champions League the qualifiers, the Champions yeah. League. So, um, I mean, I, I knew I wasn't, because I had a good loan spell at Centre Smear, I knew I wasn't going back and going to be playing straight away or just walk into the first team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tom, Tom Hatley was there at the time. He was yeah. playing right back. And I think, I think it was something crazy, about 140 or 150 or something games in a row. He started for Motherwell, so... I knew it wasn't kind of going to be like easy just to, yeah. to start playing or whatever, um, but I I'd, obviously I was I was hopeful I was going to go in and play games or uh, get game time. But listen, I knew how how hard it was going to be because Motherwell were, were flying. Mm-hmm. And you said there about like Stephen Saunders as well. Motherwell had quite a solid backline. They had like Stephen Hamill, yeah. Stephen Craig, and as you say, Tom Hatley, Keith Lasley. Would they would they all kind of show you a bit of support and kind of be good mentors? Yeah. No, definitely. They were, kind of, they were all kind of very supportive. And, I mean, I'd still speak to, to Hammy and uh, Laz just now whenever i seen him. And um, even kind of my second year, McFadden was in as well, yeah. uh, which was obviously unbelievable. Just kind of training with, with him every day. Um, so, listen, there was a lot of uh, a lot of good, really good pros at uh, Motherwell the time I was there. Um, even like likes of Tom, who was playing in my position, Tom Hatley was brilliant. Uh, Randolph, obviously the goalie was brilliant. Yeah. 
had a lot of uh, Nicky Law. There was a lot of boys that were really kind of really good with the younger boys as well, which um, which always helped. And again, because I think they they knew how much Motherwell relied on the youth system. Yeah. I think the young, the older pros kind of um, understood that and and took a lot of the younger boys under their wing. Mm-hmm. And you get any kind of stories for back in the day with the kind of characters in that dressing room? And that dressing room, eventually, um, I was he was only in for a week because I think it was not long after he left Celtic. But obviously, Slaney came in and changed. Aye, his I was just, um, I was going to ask you about him at air, but aye. Yeah. Um, so obviously, he was just a bit kind of just a bit mental, to be honest with you. Uh, but there was listen, there was a lot of good kind of characters at um, at Mullaby at the time, and a boy. Um, a lot of the boys in the first team, Higdon and stuff like that, were, were really good, kind of funny, funny, funny guys. Um, and listen, it was a lot of the stuff's kind of just like daft stuff, but at the time, when you're obviously younger and probably still a wee bit kind of weary, managers and stuff like that, and you just be scared of anything that was going on, kind of yeah. like caught and things. Whereas some of the older or senior pros were just like, I just, just used to it by now, you know what I mean? That was obviously my first time ever being in. Uh, been in full time, so I didn't you know, didn't know how dressing rooms really worked. To be honest with you, I was used to being part time, um, so obviously it was kind of a big eye opener for me. Kind of some of the stuff that stuff that was going on, and but it was good. It was kind of it was a good kind of upbringing and stuff like that. And obviously at Motherwell, the youth team uh, changed in the away dressing room, so we had a really good away dressing room as well. We had a, a lot of kind of funny boys and, and stuff like that in there, so. Um, no, but it was it was really good. I really enjoyed my time there. Who was coming through at the same time as you in the Motherwell team? Um, at the same the, the youth team boy Stephen Hetherington played. Um, who's he's now must be close to most appearances ever for Alwa. He's been seems like he's been there for about six or seven years now, centre midfielder. Um, Keir McDonald, who uh, played uh, plays for Wraith Rovers now. Right. Um, kind of he played quite a few first. Quite a few of the boys played first team when I was there. Stuart Carswell made a lot of appearances. Yeah. Um, Adam Cummins made a lot of appearances, kind of first team wise. Uh, Lee Irwin, who's who's now at St Mirren, uh, was kind of in our, in our youth team as well. So we had a lot of boys, to be fair, that kind of went on and, and did play senior. Um, Ross Stewart, who's uh, he's on loan to Hearts just now from Livingston, but uh, he was one of the goalies when I was there. So, mm-hmm. um, and who else? Ewan, Ewan Murray, who's Dunfermline captain. Um, he was he was one of the defenders when I was there as well. Mm-hmm. There's quite a lot of us, kind of maybe not at Motherwell, but I've kind of then went on to, to other yeah. clubs in Dunfermline. Yeah, and you go back to the Barton and Loan. Uh, how did you feel about that? Like, were you kind of gutted? You believe? Yeah, I was. Important games. Um, not really because I I was. The one thing I probably wish I'd changed at Motherwell was being a bit more patient. Um, right. Obviously, because when I was 17, I'd, I was used to that. As I said to you, I was used to playing every week. Yeah. Like, almost, I, as I said, every single week I was playing. So, I was my whole week when I was younger was built up for a Saturday at 3 o'clock. And uh, when you're playing youth teams, you're playing Monday during the day, Friday during the day, Wednesday during the like, It's not the same. Your week's all not disrupted, but you're not building towards that kind of the Saturday every week. And Aye. I kind of struggled with that. I, I was obviously used to, um, and I don't mean youth team levels, you don't have to win, but I was used to being on a Saturday where you had to win. It was Aye. boys playing for 
obviously, especially lower down, you go, boys aren't making that much money, but they're playing for the bonus that they get if they win the game, or they're playing for promotion bonus if they get promoted or avoiding relegation. So it was coming from a, I was coming from where somewhere where you had to always try and win or you had to win to youth team level where it maybe wasn't always about winning. Obviously, yeah. you always yeah. tried to win the games, but if you didn't win, it wasn't as if, all right, it's the end of the world. Whereas, I mean, you could go to you playing when I was first at Dumbarton. I mean, we lost on a Saturday, Thursday night of training. Boys are still, I mean, like, I mean, the world's against them because, because we lost a game. Whereas, I didn't really find that at youth level. Um, and I think I maybe struggled with that a wee bit just because I just felt like, I don't know, it was, for me, it was just like all about. I had to win, um, whereas I don't really think that's the. It's, it probably isn't. That's the thing. It probably isn't. Development teams are are there for more than just one, and they are there to progress players and get them ready for the first team. Whereas I was obviously coming from a first team environment where I just wanted. It was just about winning. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, going to Dumbarton, they were in a championship at the time, and that was obviously another step up for me. I hadn't played the championship before. Mm-hmm. Um, it was League One with Dumbarton and Stenhouse Muir. So um, going there and playing in the championship, playing against full-time teams every week was, was something I was kind of, I was looking forward to and I was definitely up for it when, when the opportunity came. Mm-hmm. Ian Murray was the manager of Dumbarton then. How was he? Yeah, yeah he was good. Really good. Um, him and uh, Jack Ross was working beside him. Yeah, that's right, yeah. He was the, the assistant. Uh, well, he was a caretaker to begin with and then uh, became uh, the assistant. Two of them were really, really good and, but it, it, to be fair, at the time Ian Murray came in, we weren't doing great. And then we went on an unbelievable run and we kind of beat everybody um, mm-hmm. in the league over the kind of the space of, I mean, 15, 20 games. You know what I mean? We, I think it was Morton and Thistle were going for the league that year. And uh, I think we actually went down to Morton and I think we beat them 3-0. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of, we, he kind of completely turned us around um, in a short space of time. Didn't really change many players, to be fair. Um, but he got his, got his winning and um, it was good. The two of them were really good, him and Jack Ross. Mm-hmm. You're leaving the January food, Dumbarton. Did you have an option to stay to the end of the season? Um, I think it... Well, at first it got extended for another month because I think the plan was always to go back and try and force my way into the Mullers team because obviously I, had, I only then had six months left and I was Aye. like, well, I'm going to try and force my way in. I'm going to have to do it. You know what I mean now, yeah. um, and obviously I think then then the Barton, I think they wanted me to stay to begin with. Obviously they extended it by another month, and yeah. I think that was almost just to give themselves time to then bring someone else in. Yeah. Um, so it was it, at first it was kind of I, I always had in the back of my head in January I wanted to go back and listen. If I didn't force my, myself back into the uh, into the Motherwell team, then that was fine, but I was going to kind of go there and, and give it a go to begin with, um, or to make kind of make a fist of it. But um, obviously, it didn't happen. Um, and then, as I said, I ended up going back to uh, went back to Stenhouse Muir again um, mm-hmm. towards the end of that season again. Mm-hmm. Did you feel that Model were kind of giving up on you when you when they sent you back to Stenhouse Muir? Um, no, to, to be honest, to be honest with you, when I first came back from a knee injury, I knew myself I wasn't. Obviously, I had that six, seven games at Stenhouse Muir when I done really well. But the start, this from that start of the season, I wasn't 
I knew I wasn't at the level I was at before I done my injury. Yeah. Um, it was just taking me, just took me a lot longer than probably I'd hoped that I would get back to, um, get back to the same level. Um, but I, I knew myself, like, you know yourself when you play games, if you think you've done well or, um, and I was coming away a lot of the time and the team was doing well, but I was like, I was like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not wanting to play or, this is not how I wanted to be playing at this stage or whatever. So, not to fair, I didn't think Motherwell kind of gave up me. And Motherwell, they were really good, to be fair. Stuart McCall and Kenny Black were, were always brilliant with me. And um, obviously, being on Lontedon Barn and Stenhouse-Muir, they trained at night. So, I was still in training during the day with Motherwell. So, they were always still, I was still in contact and still training every day. Um, but no, I would never really, I don't think I would ever put um, any, not blame, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was kind of Mullerwell that um, that failed me or anything like that. I would, Aye. I would probably put it on myself, and I just wasn't at the, I, w- I didn't come back to the level I, I wanted to right after the injury. Mm-hmm. And how did you find out you were getting released from Mullerwell? I just, uh, I just spoke to Stuart McCall, and he just kind of made it clear. He just, he just kind of said to me, he was like, "Listen, Nicky, he's like, we really like you here. I love having you at the club, um, but." At the time, Tom Hately was obviously still there. Again, I think Motherwell maybe finished third that year, um, second or third again. So um, he was just like, "You're just right now. You're just not going to play." And listen, I knew that. I, I knew I wasn't kind of, um, I wasn't going to be playing first games and that. And listen, I would have probably rather leave and go and play first team somewhere else than then again do the same. Sign another. Listen, you could have signed another year's contract and then just went. Loan again, and at the end of the season, you're just in the exact same position. Mm. Whereas, I mean, I can go and go sign somewhere, be someone's whoever I sign for. I'm there, there. They're going to have my best interest because it's um, because I, I'm a, an official player for them. So, kind of, that was the kind of decision that uh, we like, I made. And um, listen, I don't regret it or anything like that. I think yeah. it was probably the right thing for me at the time. Mm-hmm. And do you just think you were unlucky, model just with injuries and? Kind of Tom Haley in front of you and the team. Like, did you think it was an unlucky time? Yeah, yeah. No, the first the first injury wasn't great for me, and as I said, it put me back probably a lot more than than I, I would have hoped it it did, or I would have wanted it to. You know what I mean? I'd, obviously, I'd signed a two year contract there, and I mean, each season you play what roughly about nine months. The first year I was there, I mean, seven and a half of them were I was in the room. So uh, it wasn't, wasn't to be fair, it's, it was hard. But um, listen, I still I learned a lot there. Even the small time I, I worked with kind of uh, the coaches there, I, I learned a lot. And um, it kind of only helped me as a player, to be fair. It wasn't an wasn't outcome that I was out of hope for being there. You know, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd, I went there and played games for them. But it wasn't to be, and listen, it's no hard feelings from my from my side anyway. I was, um, I'm kind of well aware where I was at the time and, and where Motherwell were at the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They were the third best team in the country, so you had to be, I had to be top top of my game if I wanted to be playing there. And at the time, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And Stenhouse Muir signed you permanently. It was Martin Corrigan that signed you. Yeah. Do you think, like you said, looking back, it was the right decision? But was there any other offers for other clubs? I had like another couple of like part time like same similar to Stenhouse Muir um, yeah. teams that kind of offered me deals, but 
at the time. I mean, I'd been there alone yeah. towards the end of that season, so I knew Martin Corrigan. I knew, obviously, he played the same position as me, and kind of a big thing was, like, I could go there and he could hopefully, he's hopefully going to make me better. He's yeah. worked with me and been able to work with him, who, I mean, he played, a, he played probably two or three hundred games in the Premier League, so Aye. I knew how, how good that could be for me. And, um, I said when when they kind of made me an offer, um, I knew it was kind of between them or another club, a few clubs similar to them. Listen, I was always going to I was always going to go back because I enjoyed my time there. It was a really good club to be fair when I was there. Mm-hmm. Do you remember your first game that season? The second season, mm-hmm. I know my, when I was permanent there. Aye. Um, should I? Yeah, I sent off. Aye, you sent off. Yeah, Bobby Lynn. I couldn't deal with Bobby Lynn. Yeah, he was. Um, <laughs> I got two yellow cards. To be fair, wasn't it? Was it two yellow uh, cards? Two seconds yellow. Uh, yeah. To be fair, it doesn't really count because the second one was in uh, extra time, so it wouldn't be like a normal game. You know what I mean? If it was a normal game, it would have been fine. So um, no, I did. Um, was that the very first game? That was your debut. That was your second debut. Right? Aye. Um, I the. Um, yeah. Disaster, absolute disaster. Um, I know he, um, Bobby Lynn was, I think it was two tackles on him, I think. Aye. When I was younger, I just couldn't, to be fair, I probably still couldn't deal with him because he's <laughs> top, top player, to be fair to him. Um, someone who could have played probably a, a lot, lot higher, but um, whatever circumstances, whatever, he, he stayed kind of part time for, for most of his career, but um, especially when I was a young boy, only kind of 18 or 19 at the time. Yeah. I couldn't kind of get to grips with it, to be honest with you. Um, but I think we actually went through. We won on penalties, is that right? Yeah, you went through. Yeah, you won on penalties. Yeah, we went through. So, listen, it wasn't all too bad. If we'd lost, uh, then maybe been a Martin Corrigan could have really came for me. But um, uh, we got through, so it wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Another game I want to touch on, you, can I play at, you play at Ibrox? Yes, I'm kind of quite yeah. lucky that you kind know, of Rangers were in the league, and just how big is that? How big an honour was that playing in front of a stadium like that? Oh. But the result oh. you'll probably not remember very well. Yeah, well, I remember the result very well. I it was um, that was something you kind of you don't forget results like that. Yeah, um, some games, but not. Listen, it was it was obviously it was really hard for us kind of going to a place place like that, and as you said, but it was great to kind of. Um, to play in the stadium, like obviously you don't really get that opportunity, yeah. kind of low levels to play in stadiums like that. Um, so obviously it was great, kind of being able to go there and play. And obviously the first time we went there, as you kind of touched on, it wasn't it wasn't good for us. It was kind of hard, hard, hard day to be fair. But you no, know, listen, we made up, not made up for it, but kind of we went there. I don't think it was too long after that, actually, a couple of months later, and and managed to get a draw. So three each, um, wasn't it? Three each, yeah. yeah. So. Um, and we've done really well that day. So from, I think the boys were kind of hurting after the first one. Yeah, you, you know, that's, listen, I know they were miles above us kind of financially and size of club and everything like that, but you, know, you don't want to lose kind of eight goals. That's, uh, that, that does hurt. That's one of the losses that, that kind of does stick with you. Um, so listen, we had, a, we had kind of a wee bit to prove when we went there the second time. Yeah. Um, and, Listen, we managed to do that. Not many teams kind of listen. Not many teams in the Premier League will go to Ibrox and get and get results. Mm-hmm. Um, never mind kind of the lower down you go. So uh, it was a big kind of it was a big day for us and a big result. Mm-hmm. Who were you up against that like that day in that the kind of both first, teams? Uh, 
when they were coming through, well, when they were coming through the leagues, it was obviously Lee Wallace was left back, and a lot of the time it was Lewis McLeod, mm-hmm. uh, who was playing kind of left midfield. Fraser Aird played a couple of times against his and Nicky Wall was there as well. Mm-hmm. He kind of played, he liked to play off the left and kind of cut in. So, listen, it was hard. They were, yeah, I mean, yeah. they had players that were all kind of Premier League players at the time. Um, so it was it was difficult, um, but listen, as I said, the the second game was was a lot kind of a lot better for us anyway. Does the atmosphere scare you at a ground like that when you're go, when you're kind of going there, particularly as a young boy? Does it scare you when you're going out and you see all the yeah, fans? I would I wouldn't say it's I wouldn't say it scares you. Um, actually, I was it was weird because obviously the year before when I was still at Motherwell, when you're a young boy at Motherwell, you have jobs to do, and I used to clean Nicky Law's boots. Right. So I was close with Nicky Law and obviously the kind of um the day we were actually playing them the first time the the bad bad game for us. Um he actually texted me in the morning. Um I think it was actually Rangers tweeted or something like that and it was a picture of the stadium with the pitch and stuff and he tweeted me and he was like, um just said something about hope hopefully you're looking forward to this or whatever. Um and obviously I was at the time and then that was my first time playing at Ibrooks. And we've kind of walked in the tunnel. You obviously both teams walk out together. Um, yeah. He was actually next to me as we were walking out. Um, and I think is it simply the best to play when yeah. they're walking out? And it's obviously very. I mean, they they sang it quite quite loud. And I think that day was Armed Forces Day. Right. So it was complete, completely full. Um, obviously, everyone was they were all kind of singing and stuff. And I, he, he whispered. He, whispered, he kind of leaned over. He said something about this is why. He, you want to play football or something, this is why you do what you do, blah, blah, blah. Um, and obviously, that, as I said, it didn't scare you going out to that that kind of noise and stuff, but it does make the game so much because you can't talk to each other. And, yeah. um, it's, it's just hard. You, you, you try to shout over to the guy playing next to you and you just feel like he's ignoring you, but it's no, you just literally can't hear you when they kind of... And obviously that day when um, we, were only, we were only very good and they were very good, um, I mean, the the fans are backing them the whole way. You know, yeah. I mean, they were just they smelled blood that day, and the fans were, were were ruthless. To be honest, they just wanted more and more, which obviously didn't, didn't help us. Mm-hmm. And Scott Booth comes in, Martin Corrigan leaves, and Scott Booth comes in. What was the kind of relationship like with him? Um, I it's only to be fair, it's the only kind of relationship I've had with a manager. That I didn't really. Don't know. I just didn't. I don't. I don't. I didn't really get him. To be honest with you, I just didn't. I don't think. Well, I don't really know because he came in and to begin with, he played me nearly every game yeah. until the, towards the end of that season with about three or four games to go. I think we were actually playing Rangers at home, um, and obviously I'd been playing. As I said, I played the whole kind of season. We were only doing brilliant, but we were just outside the playoffs again. We were kind of. Um, Rangers obviously ran away with the league miles in front of everybody. We still had the, I think we had a chance of making the playoffs and I think it was last both last game of the season or something. He didn't say anything to me at all. Didn't kind of speak to me in training. Didn't give me kind of any indications. And then I was just completely in the stand. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, I, I thought I'd maybe done something or I'd said something, or, but I was like, I, I knew I hadn't. So I was mm-hmm. like, well, don't really get it. Um, and... The boy who played, who actually played right back that day, and he gave a penalty away and got sent off. He was a younger, younger boy than me, so he right. gave away a penalty and got sent off. 
So I was kind of like, I don't really know what's happened here. So the next the next week again, I was obviously straight back in because the boy was suspended. Um, I think we played East away and we won. And then we had two games left to go. And for the last two games, again, I was just completely in the stand. And I was like, I just didn't really know what he, what kind of, oh, he obviously had a, an issue with me or a problem with me. Um, but I don't I don't know. He just, listen, it wasn't it wasn't for me. Um, I think a lot of kind of players left the club that summer. To be honest with you, um, I don't think I I don't think many were kind of treated like me. They, they were completely out of the squad, but I think yeah. I don't think a lot of them liked the way he spoke and um, the way he came on at times. I don't know. I just found him a bit arrogant and a bit kind of. He obviously thought he would, listen. He had a great playing career to be yeah. fair. To him like he played a lot of big big clubs. So. Um, but I just, I don't know, I just found that he felt like he was maybe better than better than everyone else. Which, listen, he probably was a better player than everybody else at that level, but um, I think he found it hard to, to kind of get on a good level with, with a lot of the players. Mm-hmm. And you get released at the end of that season. Was that kind of the lowest point in your career? Um, I, to be fair, I was, because of what had happened in the previous probably two or three weeks, um, I wasn't too... I wasn't too down about it, if you know what I mean, because obviously I knew I couldn't. There was no point in me in me staying there because um, listen, there was obviously something wrong with the manager. Didn't go like fancy me really, or there was obviously something there that he obviously wanted to go with with someone else at, at right back, which listen was fine. Uh, I mean, yeah. kind of him and Brown Ferguson was his assistant at the time. They kind of put me in, and um, they actually said they were like. We we both spoke about it, and we both think that or we both know that we're going to regret it. But obviously, we're going to go in a different direction for someone else right back next year. Right, I was kind of like someone tells you that, like, oh, we'll regret it, or, or we don't think we're doing the right thing. Like, doesn't really mean anything to you. It's like, well, I fine, you're doing it though, so. Um, but no, listen, I kind of knew because of what happened the, the three, four weeks before the end of the season, I wasn't going to be, I wasn't going to stay anyway. So mm-hmm. um, I had my head around it early, early doors. And um, listen, lucky enough for me, I think it obviously paid off for me kind of uh, big time uh, for that summer. What did you think the kind of future held for you when you left then? How was it? What was it? Well, you think you would need another job? Or? Yeah, I, I came off that season and I, as I say, I don't think I was back to the level I was when I signed for Morwell, but I felt like I was getting there. I felt yeah. like I was I had a decent enough season. I didn't think I had a great season, but I felt like I was doing all right. And again, I'd played a lot of games. Like I hadn't. It was only kind of last three or four games of the season that I missed. Or, uh, he took me out, so I knew I'd played a lot of games. And listen, I was still confident I'd have, I would have got another um, another contract, another club somewhere. Um, but it's kind of it was just listen. It was not lucky, but as I said, it kind of for me. I think it worked out a lot better for me than it did for for Stenhouse Muir. To be fair, because yeah, um, after that, kind of we, I went to. I mean, obviously, a club that I think was a lot bigger than Stenhouse Muir. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they kind of I think they got relegated the next the next season. To be fair, yeah. 
the man that gives you a chance, um, you'll probably you'll probably hold him in the highest regard. But uh, Mark yeah. Roberts, Mark Roberts gives you a chance and yeah. sends you for a United. What was? Yeah. How did that kind of come about? I think it actually came about through uh, Kevin McKinley, right? Because Kevin McKinley was the left back at Stenhousemuir when I was obviously there, and mm-hmm. Keg signed for them. He'd signed a pre-contract with them to right, go there okay. in the summer, um, and obviously been in it. Well, after he signed and stuff, he'd been speaking to the manager, blah blah. And um, obviously, they knew like Mark Roberts knew who I was because we played against them that season. To be fair, uh, we actually played against them right towards the end of the season. Um, down in there and we actually beat them I think we had to beat them to kind of keep the playing a playoff hopes for us alive uh, yeah. um, it was actually between the two of us to see who was going to get the playoffs mm-hmm. us and Air the previous season yeah. um, and I think Air just sneaked it in the end and we kind of um, we, we lost it on the last day but um, so he knew like, obviously Mark Roberts knew who I was um, and then he just kind of been speaking to Kevin McKinley and was just talking about what they needed for that, what they were going, what players wise they were going to need for for that season, and who was staying, who was going, um, and I get on really well with Kev, um, and I think Mark Roberts obviously touched on. He said, "Listen, I'm I'm going to be, I need a, I need to bring another right back in," um, and it was I think Kev was the one that kind of said straight to him straight away. He's like, "Well, I know Nicky's no not happy, and he's not going to he's not going to sign again. He's not going to stay there. He's like 100 percent kind of go for him." So. Um, and then obviously Mark Roberts kind of maybe then went down homework and mm-hmm. and stuff like that on me, um, and then perfect. I was kind of as I said, I think it worked out, worked out brilliant for me. I mean, perfect for me. I kind of went to um, went to a, a, a bigger club than what I was at, and obviously because under twenty three, if they'd offered me a contract, they would have had to have someone who would have had to have paid money. Yeah, um, but they didn't. And then, listen, as I said, it worked out, worked out perfect. Mm-hmm. Just describe Mark Roberts. He's been on the show, but just describe what he's like as a, a human being. Just like, wow. Well, yeah, just, he's, to be fair, just a really funny, funny guy. Right. He's, um, he's absolutely ruthless. He's, uh, there's no kind of, no hiding place with him. If, listen, and that was as him as a manager. I think if I'd been with him as a player, I think he would have even been, Kind of even more, of kind of he was in the heart of everything in the dressing room. Um, I can imagine as a as a player, and um, obviously as a manager, he couldn't he couldn't completely do that because listen, he, he was a manager. He couldn't still be or act or be as he was as a player. Um, yeah. But you could still see at times when you've done stuff. You're just like if you were a player, I can just imagine how many times worse you would have took this or you know, he, he kind of mellowed I think he'd done a few things it was and then that was him whereas if he was a player you can just imagine how he'd have just kept going and going and going so but no he was brilliant to be fair I, obviously I've got kind of can't thank him enough for, for taking the kind of the chance on me uh, yeah you got a story about just what it was like we had a the first time the first time um I'd went there, I actually hadn't signed and we went down to Inverclyde for like, uh, I think it was like three or four days, um, like kind of training wise. And um, <laughs> we went in there three or four days training wise and then we played, we actually played Kilmarnock, funny enough, in a pre-season game, it was like a closed door game. Yeah. Um, at the the place, that it was in, uh, I say Inverclyde, is that Largs? No, Largs, yeah, that's the bit of Largs. Uh, in a UEFA 
coaching licenses and yeah. stuff. So we were there and we were staying there, and then after the the, ga- the game on the Saturday, we kind of all the boys kind of went out, and um, yeah, it cost me it cost me money. I hadn't actually even signed for the club, and uh, let's just say it cost me two hundred two hundred fifty quid. Um, so I almost actually I think I actually basically paid for my own contract. <laughs> um, it cost me uh, two two hundred fifty quid to for repair, uh, which wasn't it wasn't ideal. I'm not going into details of what happened, but I, it was um, it was definitely Mark Wal- uh, Mark Roberts led. Brilliant. And he was the manager at the time. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, it's a pretty good start to that season. That first season, you made your debut against Clyde, and you won your first three games in the league. But after that, results don't go very well. What kind of ha- what was kind of going on? Like, what do you think was happening? No, not. Not really sure because, as you said, we did. We started. We started really, really well, and I think Morton were in the league that year, um, obviously full time, and that was the first game of the season. We beat them at home, um, and as you said, then went and won the next two. And we did. We started flying. We kind of started. Everyone was playing well, and um, we looked like we were kind of we were going to really kick on and have a have a right good season. To be honest with you, um, and I it's probably quite frustrating because. I think in the end, you know, I mean, we 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 should have and we we could have had a, a really good season. I think going into the last day of that season, there was three three teams could have won the league, so nobody like ran away with it or anything like that. I was definitely open for for someone to go and to go and win it, really. Yeah. Um, and I still think with the players we had, we we should have done a lot better, and we we really should have kind of um, pushed on. Listen, we should have been in amongst the top end of that. At that table that year, uh, there's no doubt about it. With players we had, we we should have been, but for whatever reason, it just didn't. I don't know. It didn't work out for us the way we kind of we wanted to, and probably the way it should have. Mm-hmm. And kind of results, kind of Mark, kind of pays the price and loses his job. But were you how sad were you to see him go? Yeah. yeah, listen, I was obviously I was I was gutty because as I said, he was um he was the manager kind of took me there um and kind of. With the experience maybe that I'd had now in the game, I, I kind of knew. Listen, it just takes new manager to come in, doesn't like you, and you're you're done. Doesn't matter yeah. how, how maybe well you've done up until that point, or how well you've done under the previous manager. If the next one comes in and doesn't like you, listen, you could be you could be gone. Um, and it's that's just the way football is. It's it can be ruthless. It's a cutthroat business. So um, it was obviously kind of a bit of worry that listen, who's going to Who's going to come in instead? Um, but listen, I was just kind of gutted because, as I said, I get I got on really well with. Uh, going to call me gaffer there, but I got really on really well with Mark, uh, Marco, and um, you just kind of you don't want to see anyone lose their job, you know what I mean? Right. And especially because maybe it kind of started turning for him um, towards the end in terms of with the fans and stuff, and obviously he was an unbelievable player for for Air United and. Um, I think that kind of probably his managerial spell maybe severed that a wee bit. Which, yeah. So he kind of felt, he felt a wee bit kind of sorry as well, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. um, he had done so well for the club for a, like, a good number of years, you know what I mean? Yeah. But was he, was he kind of the man, was he, would you say he was the man who kind of got your career back on track? Oh, definitely, I Definitely. Because, listen, as I said, it, when I left, I fell out, could have fell out the game and... Um, went and played maybe junior or listen, there's nothing wrong with going to play junior or, you know what I mean, but that's where I could have maybe, you know what I mean, potentially found myself. Um, 
listen, he took took a major chance chance on me, and listen, I can't, I, I couldn't thank him enough. Um, as I said, if if you never done that, I could have uh, listen. I don't know where I could have ended up, to be honest with you. Yeah, Ian McCall's the man who gets the job. Were you excited? You know, his track record to work with him. Um, I was kind of, I wouldn't say I was surprised at first, but obviously you hear a lot of talk uh, who's meant to be coming in and who's favourite for the job who's this who's that yeah. I don't think he was mentioned at all like, no. like I don't think like there was anyone even kind of like rumouring them that he was going to come in or I think it was actually I think it was maybe Billy Stark was kind of at the time was yeah. everyone was saying apparently he was going to be the, the the guy coming in Um, but obviously he came out as I said came out of nowhere that he got the job and as I said your, your first thing is you're just like you just oh, hope he likes me, and that's just what it what it is. And obviously, a few of the boys that were there had played under him before, yeah. Um, so they kind of gave you a, not a heads up, but kind of indication of how it was going to go or um, how he was going to be. Um, so listen, I of course after the first initial shock or the first initial, I hope he really likes me. You then you're like, well, you're excited to see kind of to work with him and. They kind of obviously the coaches he brought in as well. You, you're excited to see how how you kind of how he reacts to you and how you react to him. Mm-hmm. And how important were kind of your teammates in that team? Like who were kind of the, the big kind of big players that come that were in the team with you? Like Brian Gilmer's the one that stands out to me. Just how how good a player oh, he was. Yeah, Gilly was obviously Gilly was really good for us. Played a lot of kind of a lot of um, positions for us as well across the across the midfield. Um, obviously, when I first went, Scotty McLaughlin was the captain who. Yeah, I mean, had a, a kind of really good career down at Air. Obviously, John Paul McGovern. Yeah. A good career kind of down south. Um, and then obviously came back up to us towards the end. And Peter Murphy was was brilliant. Um, I think I'd love to have seen, or I'd love to have played with Murph, like in his prime, because obviously yeah. he was getting towards his career when he was with us. Um, but still, like, he, he had the ability for, for being a centre-half. He was... It wasn't. He was no like a centre half I'd been used to playing with before. If you know what right. I mean, he was just so composed on the ball, like every time. Um, I seen him. At, we played away to Morton one of the games. Uh, I'm trying to think. It was the first year, maybe in the, my se- the second year there. Played away there, and he had a bad, bad problem with his shoulder, and right. he couldn't actually run with it normal. So he had his sho- He had a. He had one of his arms tucked in his strip, right. and played the full game. And you would have. He probably couldn't have said anyone in the park was any better than him that day. And he was, as I said, he's playing with like one arm and a kind of under his up, like any strip, one arm out free. And he was just um, like unbelievable. Um, so they were, we had a lot of kind of big um, experienced players at the time. Um, that year, obviously, Craig Beatty as well kind of mm-hmm. um, came in the next season, um, or towards the end of that season. Um, so listen, we had a lot of, a lot of big players and a lot of good young players as well. Obviously, Robbie and Forrest were kind of no. had made a lot of appearances by that point, and um, we're kind of starting to starting to kick on in their career. Mm-hmm. And you finished eighth that season. We was just glad to get that season by and start again. Yeah, because obviously that that came down to the last day. That was um, I think it was us Sterling maybe and Steny, but I think Sterling had went. I think they had already gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last day of the season, we went. We played Forfa. We played away to Forfa, and Forfa won. They could have won the league. That was it. It was them. 
Morton and Stunor, I think, went into the last day and they could have all won it. Um, and we obviously went away to Fulham knowing we had to win probably to avoid the playoffs. And they were, it wasn't as if they had nothing to play for. You know what I mean? They were playing to win the league. Um, so obviously it was kind of, as you said, I, it was more of just a relief when you won that game just to kind of, yeah, let's get this season finished and just start looking ahead to, to next year and uh, and see where we can kind of improve and um, can we do, obviously, we had to do a lot better, you know what I mean? Yeah. Any could maybe fighting to stay in League One, that's no um, size of club and mm-hmm. uh, history and that, that's not where that club should be. So it was more of a kind of probably, as you said, a relief just to stay up and just get that season over and done with. Mm-hmm. Over the over the summer though, you get named the club captain. How big an honour was that? No, it was massive because even the boys that were still at the club who had maybe been there for a few years before me, and obviously the signings that the the, the manager had started making, mm-hmm. um, we obviously brought in Paddy Paddy Boyle from Erdry, who yeah. at the time was was Erdry's captain. So listen, he could have eaten Paddy obviously what went before, so he could have easily. Easily have been kind of him. Obviously, as you've mentioned, Gilly was already there. Yeah, He'd been in the club quite a while. Peter Murphy, I mean, who was I mean captain of Carlisle for seven, eight years. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of boys that they could have kind of been picked over me. So again, it was a, it was one of them. And my eyes are just showing showing faith in you and um, picking you as the one that you obviously wanted to to captain the side. So it was a major, like, massive honour for me and. Um, something that I mean, I, I kind of relished, and um, listen, we, end, we ended up doing all right that year. To be fair, so mm-hmm. um, I'd like to think it was kind of a good appointment on on his behalf. Mm-hmm. The first game of that season is a three 0 defeat to Albion, but after that, you score fifteen games unbeaten. Well, what did Ian McCall do that season just to kind of change and go on that wee run? Yeah, well, me and I put it in. Me and Murray were both suspended the first that Albion game so we never played so I'm not taking any part in losing 3-0 to Albion for <laughs> the season um, no it was if, listen it, it took his kind of um, obviously we, he did the manager did sign a lot of new players in, mm-hmm. in that kind of window so uh, in the summer um, so it did take us a while to kind of to get going and uh, gel as a team but listen once we once we got up and running, I think we, we were good. We we done really well. Um, obviously, didn't didn't look brilliant to start with. As I said, obviously, well, as you said, losing three 0 in your first game is kind of um, you, your your first thoughts like no here, no again. Like we're not going to be down down struggling again to stay up. But yeah. listen, we managed to, to definitely turn it round. Was that good manager, Ian McCall? Yeah, like brilliant for me. You know, I mean, he kind of filled me full of confidence and. Um, Probably got me, as I say, I got me playing the best kind of I'd played for like five, six years. You know what I mean? I was, um, I felt like I was kind of back to playing um, a good level. I felt like I was, I was doing well, um, and obviously a lot of that was to to do with the kind of confidence he he put in me and um, and given me to to go and do that. So uh, yeah, he was as I said, he was uh, brilliant for me and kind of. Can we thank him enough as well? Mm-hmm. And you do well that season. You finish. You qualify for the playoffs, and the game that will probably stick out was the games against Peterhead. You yeah. four-one away from home, and you score in the semi-final with the playoff leg. Like, yeah. like yeah. how good? How good a feeling was that to get into the final? 
No, it was brilliant. I think I scored three goals that year and all three were against Peterhead. Really? I don't know. It's one of, one of those things. It, all headers from corners uh, against Peterhead in the exact same season. Um, don't really know why, but um, no, it was, listen, it was it was brilliant. We we obviously knew, we knew for a while, I'm sure, because Dunfermline had won the league quite early on. Yeah. Or not early on. They, they knew they were going to win it. Um, and I'm pretty sure us and Peterhead knew we were going to play each other right. second and third and it was just a kind of case of whoever finishes second has got home advantage the second leg whoever finishes third obviously doesn't mm. so we, we and we actually played them I think we played them the second last game of the season or something and we won up there which which meant we were going to be um, we'd have home advantage the second leg so we knew kind of got up there the first time uh, it was obviously midweek you go up on the Tuesday so we knew got up there that I mean if we can get a a decent enough result, get them back to a place, and you know what I mean. We fancy our chances at Somerset. Yeah. Um, I don't think. Listen, I don't even think the manager could have imagined kind of get up there and and winning by the, the score line that we did. Um, yeah. It just took a lot of probably pressure off his coming to the home game in the second leg, um, which wasn't ideal because they scored straight away um, in the second leg. But um, yeah, we've done enough over the, over the two games to be fair. To, um, kind of seeing us through comfortable um, but they were obviously Peterhead were a good team at that time yeah. really good team had a lot of good good players so um, over the two legs to win by the, the margin we won by was uh, gave us a lot of confidence going into the final mm-hmm. Final against Dunra yeah. uh, first leg 95, you, you score a 95th minute equaliser to to get a draw and then in, you won the second leg in penalties just how just talk us through the memories of that they two games <coughs> Those two games, not a lot because honestly, it was probably our two worst performances that season by a mile. Especially the especially the first game. The first game was robbery. Like getting a draw down there was absolute robbery. Um, yeah. They were over the two legs. To now, were much better than us over the season. We were the better team. Yeah, but I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, but over those two games, to now, were were better than us, they were. Um, we kind of, we just hung in there, especially at their place. We we hung in there and, and Doc, I'm sure it was his left foot, volley in the edge of the box. Um, like, as you said, 95th minute to get his, to get his a draw. And um, as much as obviously second leg, we didn't play well or um, we didn't kind of get a reaction from, from the last minute goal. But I think... Looking back at the reaction is maybe after that game, I think the Sonar boys knew how good a chance they had in that yeah. first game. Like I think they could have killed the game. They could have what they could have not got promoted, but they could have almost been there in that first game. Um and I think as being so bad and equalising that kind of last minute, I think it I think it took a lot out of Stranar, to be honest with you. Um and even in the second leg, I would have still said they were probably the better team, but um, I just think when you when it got to penalties and stuff like that, I just with the way the two games had went and how poor we had been, I just thought, listen, it was it was going to be a well, it was going to be a well, kind of a bit of luck or um, it was kind of luck was on our side definitely kind of over the two games and um, you know what I mean Big Greg managed to to pull off three saves in the first mm-hmm. three penalties, so listen, it was. Um, after that, I've got better memories of after the two games and than all the two games because there wasn't 
especially for us, there wasn't much to shout about. Mm-hmm. And the season after, like you move up to the championship, how did you? How did you think you were going to find the step up? Well, obviously, I I I played it with Dumbarton um, a few years before, and uh, to be fair, I was, just, I was looking forward to it because we had done it. We had played it. We had done well the season before. Um, we had some kind of good players, and obviously, the players the manager brought in during the summer, you were kind of like, "Ah, yeah, we've got a kind of a good side here again." Mm-hmm. Um, we could maybe kind of go here and, and do all right, but just for whatever kind of reason that year, it just didn't didn't really work out for us. Didn't a lot of the time we didn't really get the, um, that wee bit of luck that you kind of needed because obviously we stayed part time, um, mm-hmm. and we were kind of I was in I think I was in Dumbarton were the the two teams that that year were part time and yeah. um, they obviously coped with it a lot better. Than mm-hmm. We uh, did. Uh, we kind of struggled with competing with, and it was just a bit kind of disappointing because I think we should have we should have done better than we did. To be fair, mm-hmm. and you played forty eight games that season. But how did you just feel you were getting better and better each each time you were playing? Like you just feel you were just yeah. Playing? It was weird one because I didn't obviously the, we weren't getting good results, but I felt like I was doing like I was doing well. I felt like I was I was still playing well, if you know what I mean, even though the mm-hmm. team maybe wasn't. Um, so I was kind of, and I was enjoying it. You know I mean, I was enjoying being captain and uh, enjoyed the responsibility the kind of manager put on me. So, um, and as I said, because we had good players, I always kind of felt that season we would always kind of turn it round, if you know what I mean. We would always get out of it. Yeah. Uh, and don't get me wrong, if I think that year of, St Mirren hadn't appointed Jack Ross, then we would have stayed up. I mean, they they appointed Jack Ross, and I think Hibs won it that year. Mm -hmm. But after January, St Mirren, I mean, had the most points, base points tally in the league, even though Hibs went on to win it. You know what I mean? From January onwards, um, they got more points than than anyone. So um, that obviously made it a lot harder. You know what I mean? You've got the team at the bottom who's chasing everyone on form with the team at the same form of the team that wins it. So um, if he never had went there that year, I think we would have stayed up. But listen, we, I still think we should have done better ourselves. I think um, I think we had players to, that could have um, that could have kept us up. But listen, it wasn't to be. It was um, it was frustrating. Mm-hmm. And when like when that's happening, the kind of your contract. It was a contract kind of up that season. Yeah, it was up at the end of at the end of that season. That was my that was my contract up because. Mm-hmm. Every year I was at air, I just signed one year yeah. extension. Um, so I, my contract was up at the, the end of the season. Um, like, well, ended up, it was up at kind of that summer uh, at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And were you kind of linked with any other clubs or was, was it just Walsall? Um, <laughs> to, be fair, to be fair, I'd actually just said that he was the reason that kept St. Mirren up. But I went into, I went into St. Mirren, uh, I spoke to St. Mirren. Right. Um, and to be fair, I, I spoke to St. Mirren, I spoke to uh, Ray McKinnon at Dundee United. Okay. Um, I spoke to him. To be fair, I spoke to him before the end of the season. Um, I spoke to St. Mirren after the end of the season. And um, I know there was another, well, there was a Premier League team, to be fair. Um, but I don't think I, I wouldn't have went there from United. Um, so. Probably guess who that is yourself, but um, yeah. nah, um, then we'll, the thing we also came up and listen, it was just something different. I wanted to kind of go and 
not many people can maybe get the opportunity to go down and try mm-hmm. uh, try England, and um, it was definitely something I kind of wanted to I wanted to try and do. Um, so listen, when that came up, I was kind of um, I was all for that, and uh, it was something I kind of, as I said, I jumped at to be fair when mm-hmm. when they offered. And you met your kind of, you met your current fiance while you were at here. How did how did they feel about how did the family feel about moving down south? I they were to be fair they were like brand new. They were all all for it to be honest with you. Um, I think kind of they recognised how kind of maybe big an opportunity it could have been for me. Yeah. Um, to go down and uh, it might one of those things that might not have the chance might not never have come up again. Um, and I just I think uh, my partner was kind of very like she was very kind of supportive of me. Um, and she kind of realised you know, if you don't want to kind of look back and. And maybe have any regrets about it, and yeah. kind of say, "What if I did go down?" Or, um, or I mean, could everything been different? Um, so I said, I've got kind of, I mean, I've got a lot of thanks to them as well because they kind of took a big, big yeah. chance down with me as well. So, um, but no, it was it was uh, once I kind of get once I get okay off off the misses, and uh, that was it. That was me sorted. Brilliant. Who signed you for ball for? Uh, manager was called John Whitney. Right. Um, who had been at the club for, I think he had been there for 10, 12 years to be fair, before just different roles from player and then any different roles kind of in the backroom staff to then becoming the manager. So, um, yeah, he took me he took me down there, kind of signed two years down there. Mm-hmm. Um, that summer, that's that the contract I signed. Mm-hmm. What was it kind of standard like? Um, it was good to be fair. Listen, League One, especially... To be fair, probably this year more than ever. But even when I was there, the some of the size of the clubs in League One are massive. To be mm-hmm. honest, you like the Sunderland, Portsmouth, um, Charlton were obviously in it to begin with. Uh, Bolton were in it. So some of the clubs are like massive, massive clubs. Especially probably for, I think a, a lot's probably similar to to maybe when Rangers coming through divisions here, having likes the Sunderland in League One. You know what I mean? Who a couple of seasons before were pretty. You know, I mean, Premier League teams, they obviously get back-to-back relegations. So, a um, few kind of big, big clubs. And stand-up was good, to be honest with you. It was, it was just different. The amount of games, it's just, it's just hard. It's really, physically, it's a lot harder down south. That was the biggest thing I found, just physically having to... There's a, most weeks down there, you're Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, like Saturday, Tuesday. Obviously, an extra 10, I think, an extra 10 league games every yeah. season. Which you know, I mean, they have to fit in midweek, and then you've got all the cups and that as well mm-hmm. to, to fit in. So um, the standard was good, but it was just physically, it was just it was it's hard and a lot of travelling. To be fair, mm-hmm. and the first season you just finished nineteenth. Like, was it? How did you? How did you enjoy your first season down there? First season, kind of well, really enjoyed it to begin with, and then kind of didn't the manager kind of took me out, didn't play for for a wee bit uh, for a couple of months, and then got myself back in the team and, and really enjoyed it to be fair towards the end um, as I said to be fair also like being in League One as I said with them, some of the big teams that are that are in it you know I mean Walsall being in League One is they're doing they're doing well to, to stay in that league every year you know yeah. uh, so we knew it was an achievement to kind of uh, to stay up that season um, we obviously done it kind of towards the end which was which was even, kind of made it even sweeter, you know what I mean? We kind of um, done it almost last day kind of scenario again. Um, 
So it was it was really good to be fair the first season. Um, I really, to be fair, I enjoyed both my both my years down there. Obviously, mm-hmm. the second year didn't didn't go as well, kind of for the team as as we as we wanted. But kind of enjoyed both my seasons. Just a, a, like a, before I we touch on kind of the last season, how did how did you look back in your time at Air United? My time at Air, listen, I've kind of you've kind of touched on it about Mark Roberts, but the club as a whole kind of they kind of got my maybe my career back on track because. As I said, without them, uh, I could have, listen, dropped out the, the professional ranks or the professional game. So, um, a lot of kind of good memories there on and kind of off the park where kind of somebody getting promoted and stuff. And, listen, I've got a few of my best pals now are through Air United. So, I mean, yeah. um, obviously, Robbie and Forrest, who um probably two of, my, two of my best pals now, just kind of in, in general in life, obviously came from... From being there, Slaney's one of my best pals. Um, came from being uh, at United, so um, no, I made a lot of kind of good memories, good friends, and um, listen, I I would quite happily, hopefully, end up kind of uh, end up back there one day. Brilliant. Just just uh, again, you got a Paul Slaney story. <laughs> Slaney story. Um, yeah, well, to be fair, I don't know if. Anyone that kind of listens to the podcast and that would have probably heard them. And obviously, one of the times we were down in Newcastle, um, kind of dis- he just disappeared. It was a Christmas night out and uh, he just kind of disappeared. Didn't know where he was. Nobody heard from him, whatever, blah, blah. Um, came back and he had just had like the, like, obviously, we were all fancy dressed anyway. We made it worse, but he obviously <laughs> had the hair still on the sides and like just had nothing. <laughs> round the top of his head he had almost similar to me now actually with my hairline but a big circle just nothing there and just the hair on the sides and obviously he was absolutely steaming by this point so it's like what's happened to you and he kind of looked back at you as if he didn't probably really understand what had happened to him either to be honest with you um, but to be fair there's so many about um, Slaney and it's to be fair, everything he does is just so harmless. Um, he just wants, just wants to have a laugh the whole time. And listen, I think a lot of people maybe take him probably wrong, kind of take it the wrong way. But as I said, everything he does is harmless and he's just funny, funny guy. Really funny guy. Brilliant. Uh, your second season at Walsh, or your last season, you, you get back in the team, you play every week, you have a really good second season. You score your first goal for Walsh against Coventry in the FA Cup. Remember that goal? Yeah. How did yeah, yeah. No, it was brilliant to be fair. Um, obviously, that's kind of local localist derby down there. That's probably one of the closest teams to Walsall. Um, oh. And obviously, we started that game brilliant. We went two 0 up within five ten minutes. Um, they kind of paid it back to go two two. Um, and when they actually scored the second goal, I think it was about 25, 20 minutes to go. Um, load, all the fans kind of ran on the park. Um, they kind of because I've also they gave also gave them two like gave Coventry two stands um, and also obviously took the other two stands so there was about six or seven thousand to be fair Coventry fans there loads of them had ran on the park kind of um, because they'd obviously got got themselves back in the game got it from two 0 to two two mm-hmm. um, and then obviously scoring kind of with about five ten minutes to go was uh, was great it was kind of as you said my first goal for the club and um, Kind of mean quite a lot to me off off the park as well. I'd 
obviously down there, kind of got a good, kind of a good, really good bond. Uh, one of the kind of families that was a Walsall, like they were all fans of Walsall, and um, one of the kind of uh, their kids was was really kind of sick. He wasn't really right. really doing well, and it was actually the first game after he unfortunately he passed away. And it was right. the first game after that, um, and as I said, I hadn't scored in because I didn't score my last year here, so I hadn't scored in like two and a half, three years. I'd actually never scored in my feet. I think my previous goals were all uh, headers from corners, um, so I, it was kind of a special moment for like for that as well. And his family were all actually at the game because um, they done during the game. Obviously, they were a big kind of Walsall uh, supported kind of uh, family. So um, during the game and that, there was a minute's applause and stuff during yeah. the game for. Um, just passed. So, when I'd scored, I knew his, um, his uncle and his granddad were behind the goal, but I couldn't see. I looked for them after I'd scored to kind of celebrate, but um, I couldn't really, uh, I couldn't really see them. But I seen them after, and kind of it was a, uh, it was a kind of really emotional day. So, um, no, it was a massive kind of massive goal for the club. On the park and getting off the park as well for me. Great. Uh, unfortunately, you got relegated that season. But how how disappointing was that? Yeah, it was just just because almost it came to the last day as well, which which wasn't uh, wasn't ideal. And uh, we played Shrewsbury away, which that is the that is the big kind of derby for Wolves. All the two of them, uh, I don't think they kind of like each other, so it wasn't great kind of. Listen, it's never good getting relegated, but I mean, if you could give me every team in the league to play, if we were going to get relegated, they would have been the last team. I mean, you'd have wanted to play against. Um, but listen, we had to win good into the last day and hope two or three results went our way as well. And um, obviously, we drew the game, but listen, results kind of went against us elsewhere. So we wouldn't have even if we'd won. We wouldn't have stayed up. So I said it was disappointing. It's never nice to be relegated. It's yeah, you know, your summer and that's kind of not ruined, but you it's in the back of your mind kind of throughout the whole summer. You just kind of want the you want the next season just to start straight away, just to try and try and forget about it. Mm-hmm. But how do you look back on your time at Walsall in the two seasons you spent yeah, there? I, I really really enjoyed it. To be fair, I got to play. Um, obviously, you go down and play in England. I played a lot of stadiums that I would have never. I would have never played against a lot of teams that I would have never um, played against and uh, a lot of good experiences to be fair. Listen, obviously there was a few bad ones as well kind of culminating in the relegation but um, made a lot of kind of good friends. Um, as I said, a lot of different grounds that I would have never, never played at and um, even though I never played for two months in the first season, you still, because how many games there is down there, you still play a lot of, a lot of football. You know what I mean? You, yeah, I mean, I, I think I never played for first. Uh, I never played for two or three months when I mean my first year, and at the end of that year, I'd still played thirty-six games, which is just as if you'd played every week up here. So, mm. um, kind of just kind of shows you the the difference in terms of the amount of games you play. So, no, I really, I really enjoyed it, and listen, I wouldn't kind of change, uh, change it going back down there when I did. Mm-hmm. And was it always a plan to come back up the road? Eh, to be fair, it wasn't really. I, I was never kind of. When I was down there, I was no in any rush to to come back up or um, anything like that. And listen, I had a couple offers to stay down there, 
Um, just when uh, when Livingston came up and kind of the, the fact I hadn't played in the Premier League up here was a kind of big a big factor. Um, obviously Livingston doing so well the year before was a massive factor as well. You know what I mean? I hadn't. Um, obviously I kind of kicked an eye on what was happening in the in the Premier League and stuff yeah. up here. Um, and kind of seen how how well they done finished. I think they finished fifth. So mm-hmm. uh, no, it's finished eighth. But you know, I mean, for the first season up, it was great. So yeah. um, no, it was it was never kind of the plan to jump back up. But when Livingston kind of when that offer came up, then it was something kind of made sense to me and to get kind of the whole family as well. Mm-hmm. And Gary Holt brings you in. What was what was your first impression of Gary? Yeah, it was really really good. He kind of. The whole coaching staff at um, Livingston are really good. They kind of work really, really, really well together. Um, make it very clear on what they expect and what the standards are, which as a player, that's all you can ask, kind of knowing where you stand all the time. So, um, no, it was, it was really good. And obviously, we kind of got off to, to a good start that, that summer um, or that season, uh, which kind of which helps kind of bed it in yourself in, you know what I mean? If, if you start off with a few bad results, then it could be harder. But uh, we started really well, so um, I think that made it a wee bit easier. Mm-hmm. And your debut was against a former club here. How was that? Yeah. How, how were you received by their fans? Yeah, I think I was all right. I, I think I kind of I got a good reception. I think Robbie Crawford got not as good as me. Um, Why, was that? That was, uh, Why was that? Why was that? Why was that? Nah, nah, I'm, only, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Right. We, we, both, we both done well for, for it, I think. So I think the fans kind of appreciated that. And listen, it was just the first time any of us had, had played against it. Obviously, that, yeah. was Robbie, that was Robbie's only club before mm-hmm. the for Livingston. Um, obviously, me being kind of down, down south for the last two years and then coming back up, your first game just kind of happened to be um, happened to be against there. So... Um, no, it was it was good and listen, good to kind of see kind of a few old faces and that as well. Obviously, the manager was still uh, still in charge at the time and uh, playing against B Forest and stuff like that was it was good to be fair. And listen, we won, so it made it made it a wee bit sweeter. Mm-hmm. The big game for that season was a two 0 win against Celtic. Yeah, how good a how good a game was that? Because I remember you played really well that day. Yeah, no, it was it was brilliant, and that was my first. That was the first time I'd ever played Celtic. I'd obviously played Rangers, kind of because they were coming through the coming through the leagues, but I'd never, I'd never played Celtic to be honest with you. Um, so no, it was it was obviously a massive result for us because we were actually not on a good run. To be fair, the games either side of it, we are, we actually hadn't done too well. But um, listen, it was a massive win and. Um, I think at the time we were the first team to kind of stop them scoring that season and mm-hmm. uh, listen, you don't really get many chances to, to kind of beat Celtic and all Rangers to be honest with you so um, the fact that we, we managed to do that um, it was great it was listen, a great result for the club I think maybe the first time we'd beat them so mm-hmm. um, no, it, was, it was a massive result mm-hmm. Who are the kind of characters in the dressing room? And is it, It's a really good dressing room I take it yeah, it's very good. And just in terms of there's no, like everyone's very, like down to earth. The the coaching staff and the, to be fair, the coaching staff and the the um the players they don't let anyone come in with, with a big ego or mm-hmm. um. You know I mean, if you if you do show signs of that, then you're just kind of you're brought right back down to earth, kind of 
either by the coaching staff or the players on their own, you know what I mean? Um, and both years, I've been, obviously, we've had kind of really good um, dressing rooms. I was maybe lucky coming in that, as I said, Robbie was probably one of my best best yeah. mates and just happened to sign at the same time. So um, I was going in on the first day knowing him. Um, and then, it, listen, I'd played against most of the boys that were all there as well. So yeah. uh, they all kind of made you feel uh, really welcoming. And uh, it was good. It was really good, really good dressing room. Mm-hmm. And you got a bad injury in October, and that, and then you're out till March. Like, how how is it? How bad was it sitting in the sidelines in your first season? I was it was difficult. Just be, obviously, it was good because I could see the boys were doing well, and and the club was kind of moving forward and uh, had a great season. I think, to be fair, I think last year was club's second. I think it's the second best ever. Yeah, league position that they finished. So um, it was great to kind of see the boys um, doing so well, but. Obviously, in the back of your mind, you're kind of, you feel like I don't really, I'm not really part of this. But listen, it ended because of the way kind of everything happened and stuff. Yeah, I still kind of I played a third of the season, so um, yes, and you you do still feel toward, at the end of the season, I did kind of feel part of it again. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, getting back, playing one game, and then the season kind of gets stopped was a bit of a, um, a bit of a blow for me and blow for everyone, to be fair. But um, listen, I managed to get myself back fit enough to, to play one game, so that was kind of a kind of thing ticked off for me, and I could just concentrate on the on the next season, knowing that yeah. you know, I was fine and I could play games in. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the the coronavirus stops the season. Like, what was your? How did how did you kind of hear that was happening? Like, how did yeah, you feel? Really to be fair, we just heard we were just training one day, and um, can't remember. I think we were meant to be playing maybe. I think we might be playing gearing up to play hearts. Right. Um and we just stopped training uh, it was I think it was a Tuesday or a Thursday. Um Aye, I think it was a Thursday. Just we called in, kinda of management team just called us in and just said, Listen, um just had word for the next however long it was gonna be. We're not out we're not training, there's no to be fair, at first we didn't actually know what was happening if we were able to train or we were we were only so um, we just knew. Listen, the game's definitely off. Um, we've said however long it's going to be the next couple of weeks or something. There's not going to be any games. Um, but I think to be fair, similar to now, I think it's everything's almost just week to week. Just now, mm-hmm. the game. Is, you know, I mean, um, you can also be chances of games not getting played and stuff like that if teams have got positive tests. So. Um, no, it was it was a bit frustrating for me, as I said, just because I'd got back that one game. You kind of do your kind of let's kind of kick on the last uh, seven or eight games, whatever it was left. Um, try and get as many games as I can, and that'll hopefully put me in a good position for next year to to kick on. Um, listen, it wasn't to be. Listen, there's a lot worse happening now than the season no finishing. So um, I'm not going to kind of I'm going to complain about it. Mm-hmm. The season you, you can I get what the season's starting back up again, but Livingston lose. I'm just going to touch on one player. Just, I mean, Livingston lose Lyndon Dykes. How big a yeah. how big a blow was he? But how glad were you that he'd got his big move? Oh, like your your first thing is your. You, I don't mean you don't think about the club, but the first thing is you do think about him, and you know how right. hard he's had to work. And um, obviously, similar to me in terms of coming from. Like the lower divisions in Scotland, uh, yeah. someone taking a chance on him, and um, him just kind of working hard to get 
to get kind of where he was. And um, obviously, because at first, when he kind of got, when the season finished, I mean, I, th- I think he would have been close to getting called up international wise there. He's obviously he's managed to get it to get it now, um, which is brilliant for him as well. But and could you always see um, that with him? Could you always see no, your first there? And yeah. yeah, I think you just, just knew how well he was doing, and um, I think a lot of probably a lot of managers or um, scouts and stuff like that probably judge it on how you do against Celtic Rangers, and especially Celtic. He gave Celtic a torrid time every right. time he played them. So, and that was, I mean, that's the top the judge yourself on in Scotland, especially the last few years. Is if someone's doing all right against Celtic, then I mean, they're, they're probably not too bad. Um, so, listen, we knew how, how well he, he could be. And um, obviously, he's went down He's went down south to QPR and he's he started the season great down there. He's scored a couple of goals, managed to score a couple of goals for Scotland as well. So, um, no, as I said, your first reaction is you're buzzing for him. Um, second reaction is kind of on awe, kind of what are we going to do now? Um, but, listen, it just gives the club or it gives other players opportunities to kind of step up and, and, and kind of take take over from the role he had. He had a, he had a massive part to play last season, but um, it's up to someone else now and up to the rest of us to kind of to try and try and keep the form going that we showed just without him being there. Mm-hmm. And just I want to touch on quickly, just a lot, there's a lot of criticism about the plastic pitches, particularly yeah. at Livingston, but how, how do you feel playing in it every week? How do you get used to it? Yeah, I think, well, obviously we train on it every day as well, so um, you definitely do kind of uh, get used to it. And listen, you just know every time that you play on it, it's going to play the exact same way. No. Um, obviously, before this, we touched on it earlier. I mean, you're, listen, I would always be probably for a good grass park is the best you can play on. Right. Uh, but we touched kind of before we, we came on about we, obviously the Rangers game tonight. The way that pitch played towards Aye. the end, what had a big impact on on the game. Yeah. Whereas, where we play, listen, that, that it doesn't get affected by the weather. The weather could be anything. The pitch is going to play the same. Whereas, um, obviously in that game tonight, the kind of ball would stop rolling. Boys were trying to pass it, and it just stopped dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so listen, there's always going to be people who are not going to be happy with playing on astral pitches and uh, the maybe think everyone in the Premier League should be should be grass or whatever it is. But listen, the, the club of the club have decided that's the best way forward for them. Kinda don't know if it's financially or whatever the reasons are. But if that's the if that's the way the club go and I think you're seeing more and more of it now, more mm-hmm. kind of more and more clubs are um are doing it. And I think there's maybe three or four now in the Premier League have have all got it. So um I don't think it's something that's gonna change and if like anytime soon I think if anything you'll see more teams kind of uh, going towards an astral surface definitely uh, just again I just want to touch on what's the kind of hopes for this season is it always just to stay up um, I, th- I think at the start of the season see unless you see unless you're Celtic Rangers probably Aberdeen or Hibs um, I think everyone else at the start of the season you just want to get to that kind of maybe that points tally that you think will be enough to, to avoid you from the playoffs uh, relegation um, and once you get to that point Sally that's when you start trying to kick on um, I think for us as difficult as it will be will be just to try and try and better last year and mm-hmm. listen we know how 
hard it's going to be to finish uh, fifth again. Um, obviously, with Hibs looking like they're having a much better season than they did last year. Um, yeah. Everyone else is, it looks like they're kind of improved as well. So we know how, how, hard, it's, how hard it is, to be honest with you. Um, but listen, we just kind of got to, to look at trying to catch points tally that we got last year. Um, and if we do that, we know that you know, I mean, we'll, have a, we'll have a good season. Are you all right close with some quite fire questions? Yeah, yeah. Out of your whole career, who would you say was the best player you ever played with? Played with? Um, I'll, go with I'll go with Forrest. I think Alan Forrest will be. I think he's so. he got the potential to kick, uh, to kick on again, to be fair. Hopefully with Livingston. Um, but I think Forrest will be. Mm-hmm. Or Alan Trouton Trout was unbelievable. Was he? Yeah, really, really good. Really, really good player. Brilliant. There's quite a few. I name so many there. I know. Who would you say was the best player you played against? Um, oh, I felt like I was right next to him, but yeah, I was so far away from ever getting the ball. It was unbelievable. Who was that? Jack Grealish, sorry. All oh, right, okay. Just, he's just, as I said, you could have been so close to him, like you could touch him with your arm but you were just miles away from ever being able to get the ball his control was just um, incredible and to be fair that the day we played we played Aston Villa pre-season uh, we also um, John Terry to be fair played that day as well but I never right. really I can't really see him because I never really came up against him um, right. he beat me in the air from a free kick but that was that was as close as I got to him <laughs> uh, Favourite away ground? Um, Portsmouth was it Frank Park we played to be fair lucky enough we played them there during the day on a Saturday and then the second season was a night time game and the night time game was just unbelievable like floodlights and stuff like that obviously down there still like from the Saturday to the Tuesday still get full, exact same full house mm-hmm. like doesn't matter when they play the ground's always full um, atmosphere was unbelievable um, really, really good. And both games we played down there were really good games. Uh, so I'll say I really, really enjoyed Portsmouth. Brilliant. Interesting fact about yourself that nobody will know. Oh, nobody will know. Um, I've got, we had to actually do this yes, uh, the other day at Livingston. We had a psychiatrist. Uh, someone came in and talked to us like, kind of, about the mental side of the game and this was one of the things we had to do. So I was going with the same one. I've got a brace from one of my knee injuries. I've got a brace in my and money. I don't know how everyone knows that. Nice. Uh, Favourite film? Oh, I'm, t- I'm terrible at uh, films. Um, I'll just go Step Brothers because I don't like scary films or anything like that. I'm quite jumpy and stuff like that. So I'll just, <laughs> uh, I could be like a, a funny or something. I like the first Hangover actually. First Hangover was really, really good. Uh, but that or Step Brothers. Brilliant. Best friend in football? Well, Slaney's out of football now, so um, I'll go with either uh, Forrest or Robbie, both the exact same. Brilliant. And finally, the best manager you've played under out of your whole career? After the comment, I've got to say Mark Roberts. To be fair, all my managers have been really good. Um, Probably the most I've, like Ian McCall's probably got the most out of me um, as a player, so um, I would I'll, I'll go with uh, with Ian McCall just because of how how really like how much he done for me to be honest. Brilliant, Nicky. It's been an absolute pleasure to be on the show, mate. Thanks very much for for doing that, and all the best Thank for the season. You.
Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Nicky. Cheers. Great. Thank you. Cheers.